Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Period, the podcast for people living with endo, adeno or PCOS who want to be informed, empowered and educated when it comes to managing their chronic illness. I'm your host, registered nurse and chronic illness mentor, Isabella Gosling. Today's solo episode, I am delving deep into all things endo myths. So with it being Endo Awareness Month, at the moment, I thought I would dive deep into some of the most common myths we hear around endometriosis and do some myth busting. So let's get into it. Okay, so myth number one, getting pregnant will cure endometriosis. Uh, Not true. I think this is one of the most common misconceptions around endometriosis and I think most people who are living with endo have a story from a friend or a doctor or a health professional or someone in their, you know, atmosphere telling them that they should just have a baby because their symptoms will get better once they've had a baby and their endo will go away. So, This is just not true. Um, Whilst some people might experience relief from the endometriosis symptoms while they are pregnant, symptoms can often return postpartum. And some people who are living with endometriosis continue to experience symptoms of their endo throughout their entire pregnancy. So telling people to get pregnant to cure their endo is just so untrue. We know there's no cure for endo and it doesn't even necessarily help symptoms at all. So definitely something to not recommend and it's a huge myth in the endo world. Next one, myth number two, a hysterectomy will cure endometriosis. So again, like I just mentioned, there's no cure for endo, unfortunately. Um, So a hysterectomy will not cure endometriosis. Um, it's been found that endometriosis actually creates its own estrogen. So even if you had a full hysterectomy and oophorectomy where they removed your ovaries, um, you would still potentially suffer from endometriosis because your endo lesions don't rely on the estrogen that is created in the ovaries and they can um, create their own estrogen. So it's also important to note that endo lesions aren't just found on the uterus or on the ovaries or on the fallopian tubes. Endo has been found in every organ in the body and just because you remove that reproductive organ from the pelvic cavity doesn't mean all other endo lesions disappear. So a hysterectomy is definitely not a cure for endo. Third myth, hormonal treatments will cure endometriosis. So Um, Hormonal treatments are used in the management of endometriosis quite a lot, or they're also used as a sort of blanket cover prior to people getting diagnosed with endometriosis um, to sort of push people aside, it seems like, sometimes because they might not want to get to the bottom of what's going on and the pill will fix it in quotation marks. This is simply not true. Um, Like I've mentioned twice now, there's no cure for endo and hormonal treatments are no different at this stage. There's been no evidence to suggest there's a cure for endo. So anyone who is suggesting that hormonal treatments like the IUD, the pill, injections, um, anything like that 
it will not cure your endometriosis. It can be part of a management strategy to help manage symptoms. Um, however, it's not going to get rid of your endometriosis. It's not going to cure you of it. And um, there's a lot of commentary around different treatments, shrinking lesions or different treatments, getting rid of lesions or um, things like that. But there's just simply not enough evidence to support those claims currently. And um, you need to be really confident in your management strategy and confident in your your professional that you're seeing with regards to your endo specialist and tailoring a treatment plan that isn't just covering things up but is actually uh, helping you and not just sweeping things under the carpet. Alrighty, myth four, period pain is normal and this is one that I think leads to the delay of people getting diagnosed with endometriosis because people do get told that period pain is normal and we might not be speaking about our pain enough and we don't get to actually identify what's normal and what's not because there's not enough discussion around it. So whilst one to two days of discomfort can be normal on your period, pain that's actually interfering with your ability to do activities on day-to-day life is not normal. So if you're not able to go to work or school or uni or do the activities that you're able to do in your daily life and it's not managed with medication from over the counter like um, NASAIDs like ibuprofen for example um, there is something wrong and that needs to be investigated further because period pain is not normal. Myth number five endometriosis is just misplaced endometrium so this one is also definitely not true um there has been a lot of controversy around the word endometriosis because the tissue is similar to the endometrium but it's not actually the same tissue and a lot of people when quoting uh, articles and things like that might have the definition wrong and it can just lead to further misinformation and people in the endo community work so hard to try and get correct information out there Um, so It's really important to note that this tissue is similar, but it's not actually the same. So the lining of the uterus is called the endometrium um, and there's endometriosis, but those tissue types have differences and they're not exactly the same. The last myth I'm going to cover today is teens are too young to have endo. So it was once thought that endometriosis would only affect people in their 30s or 40s and it was called the career woman's disease because it was mainly found in people who didn't have children apparently. So uh, this is wildly incorrect and we've seen cases of people who have been seven or eight year old seven or eight years old being diagnosed with the condition so you can actually suffer with endometriosis from the onset of your first period and just because you are younger doesn't mean you are too young to have endometriosis Um, endo doesn't have an age limit where once you turn 30 it'll just kick in and you don't have it before then Um, it's really important to note that If you are a mum or you have a teenager who identifies as female 
in your life and they're experiencing pelvic pain, unable to interact in daily activities on their period, um, you know, if they're experiencing extreme fatigue, nausea, back pain, um, pain with bowel movements, pain with urinating, anything like that, that it warrants further investigation because they are not too young to experience endometriosis. They are six quick myths about endometriosis that I have busted today. If you have heard other endo myths that you wanted to share, feel free to pop them into the LTP community on Facebook or send me a DM and we can chat about them there. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I cannot wait to be back in your ears on Wednesday with a brand new episode. I would absolutely love if you did find this episode helpful that you could share it with a friend or family member or anyone who you think might benefit from content around endo, adeno or PCOS. And if you did have a moment to click follow if you want to be notified of new episodes and leave a quick rating and review if you're on Apple or just a rating if you're on Spotify. Let's Talk Period is produced independently and it is just me running everything so all of your support is so appreciated. Let's Talk Period is produced for educational purposes and the information, recommendations and topics talked about does not constitute medical advice or take into consideration your personal circumstances or medical history.